Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, Love Ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. I hope everyone had a beautiful Mother's Day, and Nay, I hope you had a great one too. Okay, Miss Mamas, question of the week time, question of the week, boop, 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 boop. What is one thing that you do that's just for you? I think for me, I like sitting in silence for at least five minutes. And I know that sounds really, really old, <laughs> but to not hear people talk, to not hear music, to not have any auditory stimulation helps me so much in just regulating myself because I feel like we get so much audio input on a daily that like it can be overwhelming for me as a sensory person. It can be overwhelming for me, but just for me, just sitting in silence for five minutes is amazing. That's one thing. And another thing I do for me is of course, you know, I give me a crumble cookie once in a while because I want my crumble cookie. It's so funny that you said too, because I was going to say too too and that it's on brand for us to not follow the rules but the first thing I do that is just for me is read y'all know I am the resident well I ain't gonna say the resident but I am okay I'm the resident bibliophile on the podcast and I just love to read and similarly to you sitting in silence when I read I literally am transported into whatever world that I'm reading so I completely black block out all of the ambient noises and sounds in my total environment unless you tap me if I'm in a book I'm in a book I will have no thoughts about what is going on in my surroundings somebody could get shot somebody could do a robbery and you could ask me what happened and I'd be like um the werewolf bit his girlfriend and and just say that because that's where I was in the book what do you mean what's going on that was what was going on I don't know about all this other stuff but also what I've recently started started doing was painting my fingernails. So full disclosure, I paint my fingernails. I do like I trim my cuticles and everything else. There are no additions. There's no acrylic. There's no whatever the girls are wearing nowadays. But when I have these nails freshly painted, you can't tell me I don't have a full set on. I am literally typing like do, 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 do. I mean, you can't see it, but Makai sees that I am typing like I got on some six inch stiletto nails and it ain't nothing but my little short nails, but it's because they're painted. 
painted and you can't tell me they're not clacking on them keys either. So those are the things that I recently started to do for me. But then Kai, this either or this week goes right along with your thoughts. But before that, what you want to say? I was going to say, I love that because I never really understood how, because I was never a girly girl, still not a girly girl, but I never understood how having your nails done can elevate everything, right? And so like even doing your own nails, because as a child like specialist, I used to paint my patient's nails and do designs and everything. And it will be just that transformation of just like, now you hold your hands a certain way. Like when you say hi, you're like, hi, you know, you're extra with it. And then like, if you're talking, you're talking with your hands, you gonna make sure somebody gonna see these nails. And so when you did that, I was like, I can imagine you at work like, mm-hmm, type you gonna see all of these nails today. <laughs> It is the best feeling in the world that I am so extra with. Did you see that TikTok where she was like, yeah, and Miss Betty, the bus driver, and yo, that is me. Like, I am her. She is me. I am who she was talking about because I would have on, like, when I go to get my nails done, I do pick the palest of the pale color, like a real pale pink. So that would be me sitting in the chair for a whole spa experience and just getting some little blush on my nails. But you can't tell me that I am not doing the dang thing. So that TikTok, when it floats around, always cracks me up because I'm like, mm-hmm, that I'm, I'm Patricia at this point, and I'm okay with that. But this week's either or is either one hour uninterrupted to yourself every day or an uninterrupted weekend to yourself every quarter. Which one you got? Both. Y'all know what? I want both of them. But y'all know I pick the best either ors. I want both of them because, and I say that because one hour of uninterrupted time to yourself every Every day can do wonders on your mental health. And one uninterrupted weekend, specifically for me, every quarter will help me be a better business person, but also will just generally help me be a better person in general. Because I know this quarter's coming up, I can really just get a lot of stuff done, but also get it done in an intentional way, not in a rushed way. For me, I am going to play by the rules this time, and I'm going to do an uninterrupted interrupted weekend to myself every quarter because I've had both. So typically I situate my life in such a way that I get an hour to myself every night after I put Alex to bed. I stretch my bedtime to an hour after that. As long as he ain't wilding and bedtime is a whole ordeal, but you know, preschool kids, they do what they want to do half the time. But typically I do have an hour just to myself to do my journaling for the evening, to read a book, to watch TV, just an hour for me to do whatever I want to do. It might even be get some work done. But fairly recently, Jay made it so I got a whole staycation to myself. So a whole weekend, I checked into the hotel on Friday night. I didn't check out until Saturday morning. It was so nice. Don't get me wrong. I love my men folk. I love spending time with them. Y'all hear me wax poetically about them all the time. But it is something to having some time to yourself. For all of my ladies who are married, partnered up, mothers, you all know that your life sometimes becomes not your own. Like you wear so many hats. So sometimes it's either hard for you to find you time or you feel guilty about creating time just for you. So when I got that time, I ain't gonna lie. It was a conscious effort. 
important not to call them to see what they were doing and everything else. But I got to eat what I want to eat. I got to watch what I want to watch. I got to do whatever I wanted to do. And it was a fairly nice hotel room too. So it was just nice having that time for Nay because sometimes I don't create an environment and create opportunities to have that for myself. That makes me so happy for you because having that time away, because you are an amazing mother and you are a freaking amazing wife. You're an amazing friend. You're you're just an amazing human. And you're being lights up a room every time you come in. And hell, it lights up our phone calls. And I, sometimes I don't even see you, but I know I'm like, she over there smiling. And like, <laughs> and you pour and pour and pour into people. So I love that you are able to take this time just to pour back into you. So I love that. And with that, y'all know we do a quote of every single episode. And so today's quote is, it's not always the tears that measure the pain. Sometimes it's the smile we fake by unknown. I mean, that's a quote right there. Yeah. Which is why I personally have an issue with fakeness. So... I think all of my friends in real life, as well as my family, can attest to the fact that I don't really think about how I'm feeling. I might not be overly open about it, but if I ain't feeling you right now, you ain't gonna get no smile. I ain't gonna be all up in your face. Like, if I am having a bad day, you won't get no exuberance. Like, no. I feel like it does myself a disservice, and it does those around me a disservice to fake how I'm feeling, because my feelings are real. My feelings are important and they are not only important to me, but they're important to the expressions that I show to the world. So this quote isn't necessarily true for me, but it's heartbreaking that it's true to so many people. Yeah. And even I think about this is that quote that people say like, fake it till you make it. And that quote to me is like so damaging because it's like, I'm faking this person that I want to be until I make it. But then when I make it, am I really this person? Or am I pretending to be imposter syndrome? Yeah. Or am I pretending to still be this person versus just be you truly and navigate through it and learn through it? Because it really is hard to put on a mask every day. And as black women, as black people, we already know we put a mask on every single day to go out, to acclimate into a world that doesn't want us, doesn't like us, doesn't care for us, doesn't like us because of our skin, which we had no control over because God blessed us with this beautiful amazingness that we call black magic. But to understand, like, to mouth through all of it is strength and grace. But to have to fake it, that's a lot. Like, on your mental health, that's a lot. And so even with that, y'all, this is May month. And if y'all don't know, May is mental health month. Mental health month. And to me, right now, this this could be a shot of Henny, as I would think about it. Like, you taking a shot of Henny to the head, and you're going to mix it with a nice aged wine. But mixing them together, you will have one hell of a night. Whether good or bad, it's up to you. <laughs> and what you situation and environment is but when you mix them together the cocktail can be disastrous and chaotic and for mental health you get both sides of it you get the beautiful niceness of a good henny going down your throat (laughs) and the beautifulness of a nice aged wine but when you mix that shit together that's when as we'll refer back to the quote some of that fakeness and that pretending comes out right does that make sense i mean it makes sense but not in the way that you think it does it makes sense to me because I think I once mixed a bourbon barrel aged wine with a shot of bourbon. (laughs) Y'all don't judge my life. So I have that to draw (laughs) 
Girl, you were lit. I was something, but once again, to call back on last week's episode, I don't remember it. It's my life. A wonderful, chaotic mess. I tell y'all all the time, me and my family, my immediate family, we need to have our own TV show because this would be must-see reality TV. But anyway, what you are describing might be, to some people, a description or an example of the term smiling depression. And that is an uncommon term. It is used to describe those who put on a fake smile to conceal their true painful emotions. People with smiling depression feel worthless inside, but choose not to show it because of the fear of being judged. It is all about the about confiding in a person you trust. Recovery is the way forward and there's not anything in the world more important than that. Your health comes first and so does your happiness. Time to speak up. And that was a definition and quote by Zeba Coley. And I say that might be that shot of handy and nice aged wine because you're depressed. So you have all of those strong, probably aggressive feelings inside of you, hence the depression, but you're smiling. So that would, to the outsiders, be that nice aged wine aspect and component. Like this, I haven't heard of this before. So thank you so much for bringing this to my attention and informing me about this because I really like this because it's true. Like how many people are we that we meet and connect with that is smiling through their depression? How many people that we hell in our family that we know are depressed, but they're smiling through it and they won't say anything to us. So we don't want to bring it up and be like, yo, I think, you know what I mean? Like it's this teeter totter of, I know you're depressed, but if I bring it up, then you get even more depressed because then you get mad at me for even bringing it up to see it but I see that you're faking through this and it's like how do you let me rephrase this question have you ever had to smile through depression have you ever been depressed I don't think I've been depressed I think by the grace of God I'm able to not pull myself back but to interrogate those situations and those feelings before I cross that brink into depression because I think there is a brink of sadness deep sadness and then the clip of depression. I think I'm, like I said, by the grace of God, able to be so in tune with myself that I'm like, when I start traveling down there, I'll be like, all right, girl, what's going on? Is there something you need to change within yourself? Is there something you need to change in your surroundings and in your environment? Because your environment can pull you down that path if you're not getting fed and you're not receiving what you need to grow, survive, thrive, this, that, and the third. But I saw all that to say, I think I've been around people who I think are depressed and might be exhibiting those characteristics of smiling depression, my only thing is I don't know if they realize they're depressed. So I don't know if it's a matter of faking it and everything else. I think that they truly might think that they are just a little sad and they're trying to put a brave front on it, but that they're truly depressed. And when you bring that up to them, then I think you get the defensiveness but not because you see them in a light that they're trying to hide. I think it's because we have this stigma and such weight on the word of depression that if you call somebody depressed, sometimes they think that you mean that they're crazy or they're suicidal or something like that. That is a, that's a valid point that they
they may not even know that they are depressed. And the stigma of depression, no one wants that stigma. You know what I mean? No one wants you to be, oh, that's that girl that's depressed. She always depressed. Or being that family member that be like, are you on your medicine? Did you take your medicine today? You know, like, it's, it's so interesting to me because knowing you're depressed versus sadness, as you say, but in the midst of all of it, faking it. And I even think of when you said faking, I was like, my first thought is like, am I faking it or is it my boundaries? You know what I mean? Like, I may seem like I'm faking it to you, but my boundaries are, I don't trust you to, you're not a safe, you're not a safe space for me or a safe person. So my boundaries are, I'm not telling you nothing. I'm going to smile be like, yeah, mm -hmm, okay, have a good day. But then I have a safe space, which for me is you are one of mine. And so <laughs> I may not tell somebody at work what I'm going through, but I will call you on lunch break and be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. You know, so I think of like this faking, how how much is it? Is it faking or boundaries? Or is there a clear line? I think that's a great perspective to have. And that's why I said in talking about that faking and everything else that I don't consider myself to fake things, but I also don't consider myself to let everybody in. So if I'm having one of those days where I'm just not feeling it, you won't get the super smiley, energetic version of me. And if you ask, are you okay? I might just tell you no, but my boundaries are that no is a full sentence and I don't have to elaborate. So that if I say no, I'm not lying about my feelings and I'm not faking it. But like you said, I also don't trust you to be a safe space. So I'm not going to give you any subtext. I'm not going to give you any details. I hope y'all picked up that gym, she said, because it is a whole entire gym. No is a full sentence. No is a full explanation. No, even though two letters is very powerful and it stands on its own. I hope y'all picked that up. Y'all know. No equals no. And y'all need to know it if you don't know. So guys, since we are talking about mental health and depression and it's this, well, not so distant cousin, anxiety, what do those mean? Or better yet, because in this era of Nay's life, I'm in the season of what does it look like? So what do those words look like to you? So anxiety to me is something that I am learning about, honestly. And I will say the beauty of us coming together is that I'm learning it through you and Sunny D because I don't think I've ever understood what that meant or seen it in my life or from my experiences. So for me, what that looks like is you have two spectrums <laughs> of anxiety or a person that's anxious. You have someone that is anxious but can work through it and when I say anxious it could mean you're overwhelmed you have a lot going on you literally are dis you're basically your body's dysregulated and your emotions are all over the place and in this state you have one person that could have an anxiety that could have anxiety where they actually use it to still move through and push through and get stuff done and they have understand honestly it could be positive coping mechanisms and then on the flip side you could have have someone that shuts down, they become distant, they withdraw, they could sleep a lot, they could now exhibit signs of what we call our symptoms of depression. And so then we look at what is, well, what is depression? Depression could look like a, what you said earlier, like smiling through it or imposter syndrome, um, more so of like smiling through this depression, like I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And that word, I'm okay, to me, oh, I hate those words. <laughs> I 
only because it's like, are you really okay? And then when I think of depression, I think of, again, a, a different spectrum because you can have a spectrum where you are so depressed that you are in the bed where you think you're in the bed for a day and it's a week that went by. You haven't ate, you haven't, your only thing you're doing is sleep. You'll get up, go to the restroom, come back and sleep. Or on the opposite end, you are smiling depression or functioning depression where you can still go, 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 go. But at the end of the night, when you're in the bed, that's when all those negative thoughts hit. You're not good enough. You're not, you're, you're horrible and you can't do this. You're not in the right spot. And so I feel like it looks differently depending on whom you're talking to, but also at what state are you in and what age are you in? Do you have coping mechanisms? Are your coping mechanisms healthy, unhealthy? How self-aware are you? Because like you said earlier, y'all, I have to laugh because <laughs> if y'all don't know this by now, Nay is one of the most self-aware, introspective people I know. She will let you know, this is what I'm feeling. Why? Let me define this feeling. And let me tell you why I'm feeling this. Let me give you eight examples of why I'm feeling this and how you contributed to these feelings. I love it. And I'm going to tell you what I am and am not going to do while I feel these feelings. Self-awareness, which to me is a blessing because that's what a lot of people, in my opinion, strive to become, but struggle to do. Yeah, that's so good because where you say that you are learning anxiety and what anxiousness looks like, I have had to learn more of what depression is because that's not an emotion that I feel like, well, that's not a mental state that I feel like I've experienced. Have I felt sad? Yes. Have I had those days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to get out the bed? Yes. But I don't think I've ventured to the level of naming it depression, even if there is a such thing as smiling depression. So I really like your definition and your examples. I also would like to add from what I read and learned about that those depression, like people who might exhibit the smiling depression, when they get home, they might turn to alcohol, drugs, whatever to kind of compensate for all of the work and energy it took to smile and to fake it through their depression. Because let's not get it twisted. It takes energy and work to portray a feeling that you do not feel <laughs> and to go from one end of the spectrum to the other if you just ain't got it. So I thank you for that. But I do know about that cousin anxiety and anxiousness. Full disclosure, we all have feelings of anxiety and anxiousness. Some of us have better coping skills and some of us aren't as triggered by those feelings. And some of us have more of a capacity to work through those feelings. As it pertains to your two examples of <laughs> what your spectrum of anxiety, funny story, I've been through both. I've been to the level of anxiety where you just want to crawl in a corner, don't want to do anything, like want to have the, if I don't think about it, it can't bother me. But I quickly learned that those things that make you anxious, those things that seem hard, those things that still seem difficult, when you crawl up under the, that blanket, they're still there. And a lot of times they get worse because you haven't addressed it. <laughs> you haven't done anything about it. And it just keeps growing and festering. So that is why I am striving to become a person who manages and works through their anxiety and not be a anxious person, if that makes sense. Try to put the action before my personhood and not even let myself define me at, define me through the lens of my anxiety. So you might ask, well, now, what are your signs of anxiousness? I'll tell you, <laughs> because like I said, me and this girl go way back. So 
to me, my anxiousness or my signs that I am in a season of anxiousness are I spontaneously deep clean. (laughs) I'm more irritable. It's often arises because of feelings of being overwhelmed or increased tiredness and it shows up as lethargy. But I think all of that stems from a overarching idea that I'm not in control. And to me, if I can control it, then I have some ownership and some power over it. And if I feel like it is out of my control, that's when I start spiraling because I become anxious because I don't have that control. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. So let me try to control things in my life that I can't control. Funny story, when I talk too much about coloring or cutting my hair, Jay is always like, okay, what's going on? What's your mental health? Because those are two things readily in my grasp that I feel like I can control. So if I'm ever like, I'm going to cut my hair. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it. Or I'm going to color it. He's like, okay, what's going on? But once again, if I can't control a lot of areas in my life, I'm going to deeply grasp onto the things that I can control. And not only things that I can control, things that I can successfully execute and things that I can successfully control. I love that. I don't think we talk about it here a lot. And I know, I don't, I feel like we talked about it in our personal conversations, like the power of control, right? And how we can only control what we can control. But when we need that control, we seize it. We seize it. We don't want to let it go because we like, we know we can control this. I can clean the house and I know the house is clean. And if I do that, that's great. And then, oh my gosh, let me go do this. And let me do this. And it's like, ah, uh, it's like that dopamine hit. Like I can control this. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. That damn word. Okay. I'm okay. Right. And I think about this TikTok that I saw and this lady made this. So she made anxiety and being anxious specifically with black women is she says it shows up as frustration, irritation, anger, aggressiveness. And I forgot the last one, but when she was saying that she was like because in our culture we're not taught what anxiety is when we're little we're not taught what depression is when we're little we're not taught any of we're barely taught that you're frustrated and our culture is you're mad happy sad go play (laughs) your whole entire spectrum so as an adult when you're like oh i don't have the words to say but it's like that's because you're you're frustrated because you're frustrated this and this is this is happening but to go back to understanding that control it's interesting that you said decleaning because for me that's a stress reliever and now I'm asking myself like is it a stress reliever or is there something I am anxious about that I don't consciously know but subconsciously my body and my brain knows and that's what triggers me to go go deep clean or go clean or clean my car or clean something where again I have control over yeah it's funny you say that because when I talk to my therapist about my anxiety and feeling anxious one thing that she's challenged me to do is to verbalize with the people that I care about what it looks like and what it is that I'm feeling. Because on the outside, I look like that H-O like picture of the duck that is treading water, but underneath my feet are kicking like crazy. So she's challenged me in those moments where I'm feeling anxious and everything else, instead of leading with, this is what I need to get done. This is like what needs to happen 
happen to verbalize, hey, I'm feeling anxious. For me, that anxiousness feels like I have no control. That anxiousness feels like there are a million things going on in my head and I don't know what to do. For that reason, I want the house clean because if my environment is clean, then sometimes that is a physical representation of what my brain is doing. And cleaning the house allows me to not a one-to-one comparison, but it allows my brain to be clear. And when my brain is clear, then I do take back some measure of that control. And I'm able to not only compartmentalize things, but figure out what it is I want to address and attack. But if I don't verbalize any of that, it just sounds like I am demanding the house be clean, or it looks like I'm frantically cleaning the house for no reason whatsoever. Ooh, that's good. That's real good. Tell your therapist I said, good job, girl. <laughs> and I, I wonder, is there like good anxiety versus bad anxiety? Like, can anxiety be good in a sense of like, it's now triggering you to clean your house. It's now triggering you to get something done. It's now, and I shouldn't say triggering. Let me rephrase my word. It's now pushing you to get what you need to get done. It's now pushing you to clean the house. It's now pushing you to be like, oh my gosh, I got a paper due tomorrow. Uh, It's 12, it's 11 o'clock. Let me do what I need to do now, you know? But is there good anxiety or is there a good time to be anxious? I just definitely think it can be a tool. But like I said before, I feel like some people have higher thresholds of managing that and turning it into a tool. And some people are overwhelmed and go under the current of anxiety. Like anxiety can be used, like you said, as a motivator. It can be used as a way to get you back on track. It can be used as a way to make sure you stay productive, make sure that you get things done. But once again, if you don't have a high tolerance for that, if you're not able to not only identify your anxiety, but identify where it is stemming from and coming from, so you can use it as that tool, then it's easy to get swept away by it and to just ride the storm of anxiousness and anxiety. And audience, full disclosure, this is only my perspective and my journey. I am no way an expert on anxiety and anxiousness. So if yours don't look like this, don't come for me. I'm speaking about my examples and what I go through in my everyday life. If you want to argue somebody, get you a therapist, argue with them. Mental health month, go see a therapist. But no, the fact that you said it's from your perspective. I mean, this is our podcast, so everything's from our perspective. I like the question that you asked of like, how do you identify it? You know, like the asking more questions or like, I forgot what book I read where it wasn't a book. It was um, when we interviewed Momi and Momi said that ask yourself why like five to seven times. No, I just said that because you remember our conversation the other night and I'm like asking myself why at every level of my thought process, y'all, my late night introspections. But that's so true of like asking yourself, okay, well, why do I feel overwhelmed? Okay, answer that question. Why do I feel that? Okay, answer that. Why, 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 why until you get to the root? Because I feel like we live in a surface level world right now where everything is fake from the food we eat to the people we look on Instagram, depending on who you follow and the lives that they're portraying. So we're living in this fake world, but being real humans. 
and having real emotions and having real life issues and having to deal with, oh, shoot, I got to pay bills. Do I have enough to cover the bills? Or I got to feed a whole little one. I am tired, but I still got to muster up some type of energy to give to my little one. Like we live in a fake world with real problems. And I think that's the big, big issue. And with that, it's like the more aware you are of yourself and the more you can truly ask yourself those questions, but not just ask yourself, but answer them truly. Because sometimes we, again, we fake that, oh yeah, how are you feeling? I'm okay. Are you okay though? Well, why are you okay? Well, I'm okay because blah, blah, blah. Like really understand how, how are you? And when someone says like, how are you? Think about if you're not okay, you can be like, "Mm, not okay today, but tomorrow may be better. You know, stop giving these surface level answers. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm okay. Like that, we got to get out of that fakeness. Yeah, that's so good because we do not or should not live in a a solitary existence. We are not put on this earth to be alone. We're built to, you know, be amongst community. And if you are feeling these feelings, good, bad, or indifferent, and you don't know the reason for it, and you don't know like what it, where it stems from, how can you tell or show other people how to come and support you and how to be there for you? Because people are not mind readers and what you need might be different from what somebody else needs. So how can a person love you the way you need to be loved on in that moment if you don't even know how you need to be loved on or you can't even be honest with yourself on what you need? That's difficult. And that's asking a lot out of somebody who isn't you. And that's unfair. You just said a gem that sparked in me. Something that I may not have realized. Until you said that is in my mind. So if y'all don't know this by now, out of all three of us, I'm probably the one that's the most industrious. Like I will work. I'm productive. Like Nay's productive. Like she is legit structured, productive. I am probably out of all three of us will be working all day until like five o'clock in the morning, take a nap, get up, do it again. And then probably like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you may not hear from me because I've already exhausted all my energy for the week. But (laughs) she's over here shaking her head like, yeah, that ain't me but our topic of just mental health and faking it of like I'm going and going and going and being quote-unquote productive or am I busy in myself because of something that I haven't faced yet because we're faking this funk and like and I'll be very transparent with y'all audience as y'all know we have a podcast um we're very 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 new and when I say faking it literally leading this podcast I feel like I'm faking every single day like I feel like everything we have to do I do like being new to podcasts and being new, new to like leading friends and like understanding like I see a vision for us but having to again what does that look like let me paint done but having to paint done in two different personality types and it's it's a it's a skill that I'm learning but a also when she said productivity and like what does that look like for me I feel like that's where I'm faking it and I say faking it because it's like I am learning literally I think I said this in another episode of like I'm so grateful that we did this podcast and I'm so grateful that we're learning but I, we jumped and we literally are building the ship as we're going. We have to learn how to swim first. <laughs> Once we learn how to swim, now we're building our ship. And we are in the process of building a ship in the middle of an ocean that has a tsunami. But we know God is on the ship. He just sleep. We don't want to wake him yet. But well, y'all don't want to wake him yet. I'm about to wake God, <laughs> wake Jesus. But I know he told me to calm down and hold on, right? But yeah, like I feel like for me, I never thought like maybe me trying to be so productive. It's me faking me faking it to try to make sure like I'm on top 
of it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And I think it's all, everything boils down to your why. Like, why are you being so productive? Is it because you understand that with the great responsibility that you have been entrusted with, that there is the work that comes to ensure that that responsibility is fulfilled to its greatest extent? Or are you being productive, like you said, to run away from something else that is more difficult that you can't do with the same level of surfaceness autopilot that you can do this with? Mm -hmm. Because on one hand, there's nothing wrong with being productive. Being productive means that you are getting work done. Mm -hmm. But it is an issue when you're using, like I said, the high level of functioning in one area to not be as functioning in areas where it takes a little bit more introspection, like not doing the work on you (laughs) and not doing the work on your mental health, not doing the work on the things that you're running from internally. Because at the end of the day, you don't really see the fruits of that labor as clearly on the outside as you see the fruits of the label of getting a podcast up running and successful. That has tangible rewards that you can say, okay, I might not have done the self-work on me, but look at how many episodes I edited. Look how many guests I have. Look how long this podcast has been going for. Like you're able to lie to yourself (laughs) and not do the work on yourself to grow. Y'all, I just want to say y'all are now entering into Nays and Akai's therapy session. Right. And these are our typical conversations that we have when we on the phone. So y'all just happen to have, we just happen to have mics right now. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I thank you for that because that is a question that I'm gonna have to go journal on and truly reflect on because this morning when you called me out and you know, I love you. So I'm gonna say this (laughs) because I was gonna tell you when we were off with this anyway of thank you for calling me out about the time. You were like, you were late, but you be wanting us to be on time. And technically I was on time. I was two minutes before nine. This week, this week. That's true. You are right. But I was still early today, two two minutes early. But anyway, you are right. And I was, when she, when you said that, I never, I didn't say anything because I literally was like, that is confirmation for me because I have been dealing with so much at work that everything else has been taking a back burner because that situation at work is so draining that I'm seizing sleep when I can get it. And mm-hmm. me seizing sleep is now trickling into me being late for our stuff which mm-hmm. isn't fair to y'all because it's not it's definitely not fair to y'all because as I tell y'all I want to respect y'all time like I want y'all to respect my time yeah. so thank you for calling me out on that but also y'all this is what's called a support system and not just a support system a real support system and a real friend because they will call you on your shit and she said it in a humorous way but I know her she her humor meant like get your shit together sis I got shit I need to do but I need you to be on time for this too well audience, what y'all are hearing is that Nakai has finally met somebody who not only speaks her level of petty, but will meet her at a level of petty that she is at. (laughs) That part. (laughs) Which is why our relationship works so well. We already have built the foundation of we love each other. We want the best for each other. We want each other to grow. We support each other. If you are crying, I will give you my shoulder, a clean mix. But we've also crossed that level of friendship where it's like, I will give you all of that, but I'm also going to be in the trenches with you and even drag you to the trenches to figure out how we're going to come out of 
office. Mm -hmm. So I think I can speak for her in my life. And also this is a mirror to me in her life. I will always hold her accountable. She will always hold me accountable. I think we both know that if you do not want to be held accountable, and if you don't want to work on your ish, and if you do not want to hear something that you might not be ready for, don't come to us. Don't call the other one. <laughs> because that is our relationship. Like if you want to cry in a corner, you call one of your other little friends. But if you want to cry in a corner and then get pulled out of said corner, <laughs> you know who to call. <laughs> So true. That is so true. And I even think of like, I'm just thinking of our conversations and like, okay, one thing that I have been saying that I have not started and she's going, she has been, y'all knows Nay's favorite word. I'm not working harder than what you'll do for yourself. And she's about to correct me because I see it on her face. It's like, even when we think about like losing weight, right? And how exercising and losing weight can really impact your mental health. Because I even think of like, for me, when I, I love Zumba, I love love Zumba. But when I'm in Zumba, I'm in a whole nother world. And then when we do certain things, I be like kicking and be like, let that shit go. Let that shit go. Keep going. Keep going. Twirl. Shake it. <laughs> but it helps me. But I also think of like when I tell Nay, I'm like, you know, Nay, I'm gonna lose 10 pounds. Da -da -da. And she be like, help you can do that in a month. What is you doing? Like, what's the excuse, right? And so again, having someone that holds you accountable, but also having that person for me, I can't speak for everybody else because everybody since sensitivity level is totally different. I don't, I'm nonchalant. I don't know if it's an Aquarian thing, but small shit don't bother me. So, and as she said, we're both, we have a level of pettiness <laughs> that we speak to. So like when she tells me like, what should, what are you, what are you doing? And I'll be like, well, I was sleepy. Well, you don't want it that bad. And then I'm like, damn, you're right. Okay. Well, we'll start next month. You know, the funny thing is this girl has been obese. It's, I got serious about my fitness journey. Like, hey, yeah, hold me accountable and work out with me. We're going to do workouts together. Audience, I have flat out told her, I help you do nothing. Don't call me saying you need support. Don't call me to be your accountability partner because you ain't going to listen. You ain't going to act right. So I'm not going to do it. Like I literally tell her no because I'm not doing it. <laughs> and you know what? She, she ain't lying. And have I done it? Nope. <laughs> but she already know when I'm serious about something, it gets done. So I just have to be like so serious about my health you know because like so even when I had my surgery and like I had to change everything I ate the way I did exercising this young lady was there like she was helping me walking me through everything of like the panties I needed to wear from what's happening what's coming out of me everything like how I need to really take my time instead of thinking like oh I used to walk three miles a day I can still walk three miles a day it's no you can't barely get up these stairs <laughs> but I feel like when we think of mental health yes it's an individual thing that you have to go through but it doesn't have to be like having that safe person that you can really not just be honest with but vulnerable because there's a vulnerability in that that we don't really think about or specifically like in our culture and black people it's like oh you weak you 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 soft nah I need help <laughs> like I need somebody to get out of my head and help me really see if this is a me thing or is this something that's like is this fake or reality is what we need to see right and audience don't think that I'm the one who got it all together and everything else because there are plenty of times I have cried to Makai and I think the favorite phrase for both of us to use to the other is okay so what do you want to do about it like where do I need to meet you like what are you ready for so she'll be like all right so what are we doing what what do you want the next steps to be and it's like I don't know and 
And as y'all know, the guy is one of the most pragmatic people ever. So she's like, okay, we can do this. We can do that. We can do this. We can do that. What do you want to do? Where, where do we need to go? What do, what are our options? Well, here are our options. Which one do you want to take? Oh, you're not ready for this one. Okay. Well, we can still do this one and we can work on up to that one. So yes, I, I'd be crying on the phone to her too. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just so overwhelming. And she's like, take a deep breath. You got this. Let's work. <laughs> Yeah, I love this girl so much. <laughs> so I do want to propose a question to our audience. Like, what do y'all do when y'all are feeling overwhelmed or when anxiety hits? Are you a deep cleaner? Are you a sit and let me go watch TV for 15 hours and pretend like nothing exists? Or are you, uh, sometimes I can say I do this, is like, I will go get sweets and the sweets will give me my dopamine hit. And I'm like, yay! And then go, but then it counterproductive because now I'm trying to lose weight and I can't have all these sweets right so y'all tell us what are your signs of that you're overwhelmed or you're anxious or how do you even cope with it hit us in the comments we really want to know and with that what I can say is having a support system is one of the best things because it increased so much your self-worth your self-love and your self-belief when you have an amazing support system and with that a word from our sponsor hey beautifuls this message is brought to you by the grass is greener on the other side where we help women who have anger sadness and shame from being cheated on, learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. See you on the call. It's so, um, we are going to transition into our Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. Y'all, I'm going to let you in on some of the tools I keep in my toolbox. And that is Dr. Joy Harden Bradford and Therapy for Black Girls. Dr. Joy Harden Bradford is a licensed psychologist, speaker, and the host of the wildly popular mental health podcast, Therapy for Black Girls. Her work focuses on making mental health topics more relevant and accessible for Black women, and she delights in using pop culture to illustrate psychological concepts. She has been featured in O, the Oprah Magazine, Forms, Bustle, MTV, Huffington Post, Black Enterprise, Refinery29, Teen Vogue, and Essence. Y'all, she came on my radar on Instagram because when you're anxious, you avoid stuff. And what better way to avoid things than to go on Instagram? But she always has these like quotes that can boost you up, but also like quotes and questions to make you think. And it's all relevant and through the lens of a Black woman helping other Black women. So she is well-versed on the challenges that we go through as Black women and how it presents not only to ourselves, but also to the world and in society. So she has, like I said, Instagram that has all of that, but she also has a podcast. Now, full disclosure, I haven't listened to the podcast, but the podcast is a weekly chat about all things mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the 
the best possible versions of ourselves. Nakai, are you familiar? Girl, yes. I love her. Uh (laughs) I do. This lady is so amazing. And for her, she wanted to bring therapy to every Black person to have access to it. So between her podcast is on all platforms and YouTube. And the guests she even brings on are phenomenal. Like she is honestly the therapist you want because she's like that sister girl that's like yeah mm -hmm, but I'm gonna give it to you real and like even when she's talking to some of her guests she's like hmm okay well what about this (laughs) like have you thought about this or what you know and I think like in a time where some people may not have access to go get a therapist or they may not have access or can afford therapy she and she will at the start she will say this is not a substitution for therapy she will let you know that up front but some of the tools and things that she says you can utilize and implement on a daily basis to help your own self-improvement or self-awareness she has I think like over 200 episodes like this girl I mean sorry you're a full-grown lady or woman because you're older than me but this woman is amazing and like her topics are great but also like she has an art of asking questions and the way she proposed her question she reminds me of you because she's a wordsmith and like the way she puts the questions together and like the semantics of it it's beautiful very beautiful because she's very intentional with every single word she says and when you have someone like that that you're speaking to or listening to it's going to basically directly and indirectly get into you where you're going to start being intentional of like okay what question am I trying to ask or what am I trying to get out of you or who's my audience because I remember one episode she was saying like we keep asking people to do stuff for us but the other person it's it's a communication issue and she was like it's not the communication for the what the person is hearing it's how we're asking because if we're asking oh I want you I'll use this small example of like go take out the trash okay and most people gonna do it when they want to do it versus can you take out the trash today meaning I gave you a deadline I asked you what I needed you to do and really be very intentional and specific with what you want and I think about that going back to us faking this funk and like getting out of like thinking about anxiousness depressions or any mental health issue is how do you intentionally ask what you want but also intentionally verbalize what you're feeling that's good right there and just to piggyback on that example that you gave not only do we need to be more intentional with our words but we also need to first and foremost understand if that person that we are speaking with and wanting to do said thing has the capacity to do it but that's a whole nother episode y'all stay tuned for that episode because it's coming but that's good do they have the capacity to do it Mm, dang that's good ladies and gentlemen it has been a pleasure letting y'all into our pretty much weekly bi-weekly conversations that we have with each other and you know we're not gonna leave y'all without an affirmation so this week our affirmation is sometimes the road gets tough sometimes I feel like I'm alone it is in these moments that I remember I got this I'm a black woman I'm not magic but I'm magical. I'm not superhuman, but I have the strength of my ancestors and my higher power. Nothing will win against me unless I allow it. Hey, I like that. Nay, got it. Got it. I got this. I'm a black woman. We got this. Go, go. Hey, hey. Y'all need to sing this affirmation every day as y'all in the mirror or driving on your way. Hey, 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 hey. So guys, you know, we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too. I 
to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know we keep it popping hot out there here, email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at where'smyblueprintpod.com. Thank you, Nay. Thank y'all for listening to this episode. Y'all know we drop episodes every Wednesday. Uh, You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon, but also check out all of Naysays at where'smyblueprintpod.com at the blog. Again, that's where'smyblueprintpod.com. We really want to know y'all answer to the question of like how y'all really cope with anxiety or depression and what are your coping mechanisms or what are your signs? So hit us up on Instagram at where'smyblueprintpod. Again, that's where's my blueprint on instagram tiktok and twitter and facebook so let us know with that we are over now bye